this lot. We'll talk about him one day. Let's read. And Aaron died before his father, Terah. Notice, Aaron did what? Ah, thank you. Uh -huh. In the land of his nativity in Ur of the... Verse 29. And Abram and Ahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai. Uh-huh. And the name of Nahor's wife was Milka. The daughter of? The father of? And the father of? Verse 30. But Sarai was? She had no? All right. Verse 31. Let's read. Let us read again. And Terah took Abram his son and Lot the son of Haran his son's son and Sarai his daughter-in-law his son Abram's wife and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees. Eh? It's not Chaldees. It depends. For what? Notice. To go into into the land of Canaan. What was his agenda? He was traveling. He wanted to go to a place called Canaan. He left where he was. He was on his journey to a place. We are talking about purpose, my friend. This is a man. He wants to go to Canaan. He, he decided I'm going to Canaan. Packs his bags. Takes his kids. Begins to travel to Canaan. Oh, let's see what happened. Alright. And they came into Haran. And dwelt there. Why? The man was on his way. To the place. He was on his way somewhere. But he decided to dwell in a place called Haran. Next verse. And the days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died in the wrong place. Buried in the wrong place. That's not where God wanted him to go. God had wanted him to go somewhere else. The man left all right. Just because you decided to journey does not necessarily mean you will end up the place where you're supposed to go. Huh? It's not a guarantee. The man left. There was a place he wanted to go. He was determined. He left. When he got to a place called Haran, That's a city called Haran. It reminded him of his son that died. He got stuck in his past. Did you hear what I said? He got stuck in his past. Here is a money journeying to the destiny God has called him for. But he got stuck in his past. And the man died... In his past. The past. Got hold of the man. And killed him. He never made it to Canaan. I want to say this to you. God has called you. For something beautiful. You are on your way. To something. You are on your way. But then here is a thing. Whether you make it or not, it's up to you. It's not up to God. Some people have settled for jobs. Others have settled for marriages. Others have settled for things. They have left God. 
God does not matter in their lives anymore. They are no longer spiritual as they used to be. They can only tell you when I was, the day I got born again like this, we used to evangelize while he's drinking. He left to go somewhere, but never arrived. The man died in the wrong place. Think about it. Do you know how many destinies? Do you know how many purposes? Do you know how many marriages? Do you know how many people are in the wrong place? As we speak, there are people walking in the wrong fields and they're not fulfilled at all. They don't like the job, but they don't know what to do. They are stuck. I came to tell you this. And the message is very simple. There is an enemy and he is working day and night to make sure that you never make it. He will strategize. He will distract. He will discourage. He will even thwart the purpose of God from your life. And cause you to settle in a place that you were never meant to settle. And you will never see what God had in store for you. That means everything about your life is key. What you do in your life matters a lot. It matters. Even the estate you live in. Some people are living in the wrong estate. Where is Haran? Was it God's intention for the man to dwell in Haran? No. God's intention was the man to dwell where? In Canaan. Now because he never made it to Canaan. Here's the thing. God called his son. He said, Abraham, come, let me take you to a land. Where was Abraham being taken? To the very place where his father would have gone. You understand? Hey, 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 hallelujah. Could it be that your family is in the wrong place because your father never hear, never had God, refused to hear God? Could it be that you are stuck in the wrong place because the man that married you is, didn't want to hear God? Could it be you're stuck even in a wrong church? But you're there because of friends. Why can you, why would you be in a church because of, I don't care about friends. Friends. No. Brother, destiny. I said destiny. Destiny is more important. Future is more important. Because you are created for a reason. And God will hold you accountable for not fulfilling what he called you to fulfill. Because he gave you the anointing. He gave you everything that you need. But you decided to settle. Where you were never meant to settle. It's a choice people make. It's a choice. The man died in Haran. When I was reading this, you know what Haran means? It means patched. It means a dry place. Dry place. Dry spell. I thought, my goodness. Amazing. Amazing. You think you're doing fine. Wait. As the years go by, you'll discover there is a way that seemed right before you. But the end were the ways of death. When you choose your way and not God's way, you are choosing to die in the wrong place. You are settling in a patched place, a place of suffering. There is no fulfillment. You will never amount to anything. Oh, that's dangerous. Hallelujah. But thank God for Abraham. God called him. Now, did you notice in chapter 12, verse number 1, that's not the place where Abraham was called? Let's read verse 1, 12 verse 1. Brother, I will fulfill what God called me to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Read, one to go. Now the Lord had said. That means God spoke to the son after he realized that the father is not willing to go where I called him to go. And that's how the thing ended. Could it be you're supposed to be traveling all over the world? But then because of your disobedience, you are stuck in a past place? <laughs> no, think about it. Could it be you are where you are now because 
you refused to do what God called you to do some years back. And because of that, you are stuck in a place, a wrong place. But I have news for you. And it's good news. Praise God. Can I tell you the news? You can change anything. I said you can change anything. As soon as you discover, wait a minute, I'm in the wrong place. You can embark on changing that. And you can change it. You can change it. How do you change it? You change it through prayer. You change it through prayer. Let me show you another example. You ready? We are still in the book of Exodus. Let's journey to the book of Exodus. Chapter number 10. Hallelujah. 10, are you there? Exodus 10, verse 24. Let's go further. 14, verse 5. Do you have Exodus? Okay, let's read. Verse 5. Okay, verse 1, so that you can understand. Let's speak it to get the context. You ready? Verse number 1, let's read. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Pihahiroth, between Migdol and the sea of against Balzephon, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. Verse 2. Oh, verse 3, sorry. Right? For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, that they're entangled in the land, the wilderness hath shut them in. Now listen, Pharaoh stands for Satan. Pharaoh is a picture of Satan. The children of Israel were in bondage and, and Pharaoh was the, was the master, bad master. He put them in bondage and caused them to work so hard. Now God sends Moses, the deliverer. Moses goes in to the children of Israel in Egypt and delivers them. Now look at the character of of the devil, how he is. Next verse, verse 4. And I will add in Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. Next verse. Again. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. All right. And they said, What did they say? Why have we done this that we have let the man go? The guy is born again. Why did we allow him to go? That's the conversation Satan is having with his demons. Why did we allow that guy to be born again? We were having a good... He was making a mess by sleeping around with girls and destroying their lives. He was our servant, but now he's gone. They said, no, we have to get him back. We have to get him back. Ain't that amazing that uh, it says, why have we left them to go from serving us? Next verse. He said, get ready. And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. Verse number seven. He took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains of every one of them. Mm-hmm. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with a high hand. Why is he chasing after them? Because he wants them to continue serving him. While you're on your way to serving the Father, the devil is behind you, pursuing you by all means. Why? Because he wants to get you back. So what do you do? Very simple. Let me show you what you do. Let's go to the New Testament. Are you there? Mm. First Timothy 1. Everything that is trying to take you back, you can take authority over it. I said you can take authority over it. Anything that is trying to draw you back, anything that is trying to draw you back from following God, serving God, being passionate, you can take authority over it and serve God rightly. Why? Because there's a reward. Okay. Verse number 17, 1 Timothy 1, 17. Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, but only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. 
this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that, oh, I don't know if this, this is a good version. You know, when he says, thou, 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 you may com be confused. Can we put New Living Translation and say, let's use the New tr Living Translation. Let's read that. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Put amplified. Let's read that one. This charge and admission I commit in trust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with prophetic intimations which I formerly received concerning you, so that inspired and aided by them, you may wage a good, in other words, listen very carefully. It's very simple, okay? This is what God is saying. God is saying, I have said things concerning you from my word. I have said joy is yours. I have said health is yours. I have said you will never be small. That's God. Okay? But then the enemy also on the other hand does not want you to experience it. So Paul is saying, my son, take what you are told. Put it in your mouth and use it against the challenges of life that are trying to pull you back. Are you getting what I'm saying? So in other words, you can change any situation if only you can take the word of God and use it in your mouth. It can change anything. But you have to receive the word. And you will be the one to speak the word against stubborn situations. Habits. Some people, their problem is habits. And the devil laughs at you and causes you to feel so bad. You want to serve God, but a habit. You can overcome it. I said, that habit, you can destroy it. You just decide, this thing will not rule over me. I will rule over it. Using God's word. The Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you. Amen. You were never created to be poor. I said, you were never created to be poor. You were created to be a champion forever. You see those hands of yours? They are healing hands. Those are healing hands. If they are healing hands, that means they have power in them. And if they have power, that power is not only to heal the sick, but also to prosper anything you touch. He blesses the work of your hands. But then the devil will not make it easy for you. You will open a business and it will not just take off. And everybody next door that is using witchcraft, everything is working out for them. Except you. What do you need to do? Take the word of God in your mouth and use it. Let me give you a story. A young girl had a shop along Nairobi. And she was a Christian. And she had um, competitors in that same line that were doing business. So she discovered she's not selling. Really, she's not selling and her friends are selling. So she decided, I'm going to just find out how they are selling and then I'm, I'm interested in selling. So she inquired and she found someone and someone took, him s took her somewhere. And she went and met this guy and this guy did things and she left money there and she went back and she began selling. Boy, she began selling. She began selling and selling. But she's a Christian. Every Sunday she's in church and she's giving big tithes. You know, and everybody's saying, wow, she's blessed. Brother, just because someone is pushing a Mercedes-Benz, it doesn't mean God is the one who blessed him. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. And she made money, and made money, and made money. But something happened. One day, out of the blue, she fell sick. Before they could get her to the hospital, she was gone. What happened? Satan took her. How did Satan take her? She willingly decided to find an easy way out instead of taking God's word and being patient and waiting to see God prosper her. 
she looked for an easy way out. She died. And here are fools now in a burial. Oh, she was a good girl. God has taken her. God needed her most. That's nonsense. You don't even know why she died. You have a future. I said, you have a future. It's a wonderful future. Don't give up on it. I said, don't give up on it. Don't give up on the future. Turn, you, turn to your neighbor and say, don't give up on your future, my friend. Anything that is good must be tried. Joseph was tried before he received his title as a governor. He was tried. The Bible says the word of God tried him. The man was tried with fire. We want, we want Joseph. We want to be like Joseph. Are you ready to be sold? No, are you ready to be sold? No. Are you ready to go to prison? No. Are you ready for men to just leave you? No. Okay. Then you're not ready for success. The success God gives us is sweet and beautiful. But the enemy will never want you to have it. So it's a fight of faith. I said it's a fight of faith. I said it's a fight of faith. You say I will not go down in Jesus name. Nah, I will not go down in Jesus name. This thing has been happening for too long. It's time for it to end. So tonight you can destroy some things. I said, tonight you can destroy some things with your mouth. You can say, I've been around this mountain for too long. I've been struggling with smoking for too long. I mean, I mean, come on. God brought us freedom. You think he's the one who's trying to keep freedom away from you? No, Satan is. And until you say enough is enough, you will continue going round the mountain. Round the mountain. Round the mountain. I have prayed for people who have PhD. Yani the guy is the qualified guy. All the interviews he has gone, they don't take him. What is it? What's the problem? It's a spiritual problem. How do you destroy it? Through prayer. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, our teacher and our guide. Mighty Spirit of God, thank you. Thank you for what you will teach us tonight. Thank you because it's life-changing. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Heavenly Father. In the ears of your children, that they will hear correctly, that they will hear the right thing. And that, Father, this word will transform their lives in the mighty, precious, holy name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. And we are so grateful that you've gathered us here tonight for a specific purpose. We honor you forever. We thank you for your such a glorious God. And somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah seems like he didn't he didn't have any life in it. Say a good hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know God cannot get anything to you if you're not happy. Didn't you know that? Yes. He cannot get to your life if you're not happy, so be happy. Romans 14:17. What does the Bible say? That should be your memory verse. It's useless for it to be a memory verse if you're not going to use it. If you just remember it and it has no effect in your life, it's useless. All right. Romans, the 14th chapter and the 17th verse. Are you there? Okay. Let's read one to go. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Don't be in a hurry. Let's read again. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Now, if the kingdom of God is not about food and drink, do you know what he's saying? The kingdom of God is not about physical things. It has never been about physical things. It has never been about the car. It has never been about the house. It has never been about clothes. 
It has never been about the ambitions of man. That's not the kingdom of God. So if this is not the kingdom of God, then what is it? Ain't that a beautiful question to ask yourself? Anyway, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Meat and drink stands for physical things. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every remnant that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4. And Luke chapter number 4, verse 4. Praise God. So for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Hey, come on, let's read one to go. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and and in the no read it again for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but uh -huh, righteousness and peace hallelujah peace amen somebody say peace that word peace is the is the that word peace. The Greek word is Irene, which is akin to the Old Testament Hebrew word shalom, which means rest. So the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but righteousness and rest and wholeness. Praise God. Say peace. There is rest. There is prosperity. There is wholeness. There is soundness. So the kingdom of God is about soundness. The kingdom of God is about rest. The kingdom of God is about peace. God does not want you to toil. God wants you to rest. Praise God. Hallelujah. God wants you well. God wants you successful. God wants you to live in peace. Enjoy in the Holy Ghost. Monday only? No. Every day of your life. Joy on Monday. Joy Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday again. Joy. Some people say they don't like Mondays. Some Christians say they don't like Mondays. They have Monday blues. Brother, we have joy, not Monday blues. Praise God. Peace, rest. Soundness, wholeness, prosperity is yours. Some of you have forgotten what I said. I said peace, soundness, prosperity, rest is yours. Haha, -ha, peace, rest, soundness, prosperity is yours. Say peace, rest, soundness, prosperity, wholeness. Is yours. Hallelujah. Uh, my friend, peace is yours. Rest is yours. Rest from money and toiling is yours. Rest from sickness and disease is yours. Ah, hallelujah. Hey, hey, hey. Rest is mine. While everybody else is toiling, I have good news for you. Rest is yours. You are exempted from toiling. <laughs> toiling is working so hard and having no results. Or having minimal results. I'm exempted. We are exempted. Praise God. Now he says joy. In the... You see the Holy Ghost is important. You can't have joy outside. It has to be in the Holy Ghost. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you? Are you? Or you're filled with the Spirit? What? Are you filled? <laughs> are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Ha ha ha! Hallelujah! The same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. That's the same Spirit we are filled with. Are you hearing me? So we are filled with power. Hey! Glory! <laughs> Hallelujah! Somebody say joy in the Holy Ghost. Again, joy in the Holy Ghost. Again, joy in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, it is my glory. Joy. Joy. Hey, Jesus. Join the Holy Ghost, brother. The Bible says, count it all joy when you go through diverse trials. It didn't say when you are out, rejoice. It says, well, you're in it. Why? Because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all days, I'm full of joy. Peace means rest. It also means prosperity. It means prosperity. Prosperity of your soul. Prosperity. That means you are exempted from poverty. Ah, 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 ah. ah. Hey, my friend, God is raising a new breed of believers. Do you know these ones? These ones are different. They are not religious. Ah, ah. They have a relationship with God. They have a relationship with the Holy Ghost. They don't say, no, no, no. Riches are for the children of the devil. For what? Riches are for us. Yeah. I said riches are for you. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Your children will eat well, dress well. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Hallelujah. If, the, if a man full of devils is flying first class, how about a man full of the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I say, hey. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. says a lazy man will end up poor. Just because you're born again doesn't mean you become lazy. Actually the grace of God empowers you to work and to produce results. You're rich. I'm rich. Say I'm rich. I'm rich. I say, I've never told you but my other name is <laughs> Prosperity. <laughs> hey! Can I show you something? Look at it. Second Corinthians. Beautiful verse, chapter number 8, verse number 6. It's there. It has always been there. It's just that you didn't think about it. Go read again. Mm. What does it say? 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, verse number 6. What does it say? Is it verse 9? It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich. For whose sake? Come on, for whose sake? He became what? For whose sake? Read it properly. For you know. Some people don't know. They don't know. The Greek word is idol. Which means we are conscious. We are aware. Just the same way you are aware you are here. Those that came with their cars and parked them outside. You are aware that the car is outside. Nobody needs to tell you. You, you, you know. It says for we know. Things that matter you don't know. You know everything else, but this you don't know. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sex he became. Aha. Uh -huh. That you might become so poor and beggarly. Ah. When did he become poor? <laughs> when, who, when did he become poor? Before the foundations of the world. Okay, that's another story because I have to explain it. But the point is, he has made us rich. So we are rich kids of a rich father. So we don't give to get rich. We give because we are rich. We don't come to church so that we can be made rich. When we received Christ, we were made. We were born into riches. We... We are supposed to express wealth because that's who we are. Do you teach a baby fish how to swim in the water? Praise God. Hallelujah. You're blessed by fire, by force. Whether you don't believe it, I tell you, you are blessed. Ah, you're blessed. 
You're blessed. 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 What does blessed mean? Divinely empowered for success. Good. Now, let's start. Let's start. Exodus 23. Yeah, beautiful. Exodus 23. If your Bible doesn't have Exodus, it's not a Bible. Exodus 23, verse number 20. All right, let's read. Behold, this is God. Follow the thoughts carefully. Follow the thoughts carefully. Listen, when God wants to change your life, he gives you the word. There is no other way God changes a man's life. Okay. That's important for you to note. Okay, let's read. Behold, I send an angel before thee. Now, God is speaking to the children of Israel. He's telling them, hey, I'm sending someone before you. I'm sending an angel before you. All right? Before means ahead of you. Said, you know, some people say, I came before you. So now you're thinking also before. No, it means ahead. Behold, I send an angel before thee. Want to go to? To keep thee in the way. I sent an angel before you to keep you in the way, in the way, in the way. It didn't say in a way. It says in the way. Definite article. In other words, there is the way. There is, the path is already there. His, God is saying the path is already there, prepared for you. But then I need to have you remain in the path. Therefore, I have sent an angel before thee. Now, if you study further, the Bible talks about the angel of his presence, which is the Holy Spirit. Okay? Okay. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep. That means to protect you. To protect you on the way. To protect you and keep you in the way. Are you following this? It's important to follow this. All right? And? Let us all read. Want to go and to bring you into, say the place. The place. Not a place, but the place. There is, a, there is the place for you. You are called and oh, let, me, let, me put, let me say this way. You are created for a specific purpose. And God wants to take you to the place, not a place, but the place where you're supposed to be. Where you're ordained to be. Hallelujah. Financially, there is the place. There is the place. In the things of the spirit, there is the place. <laughs> to bring thee into the place. Now, let me ask you a question. If I say, come, let's go, and then I say, I'm the one taking you to the place, that means, number one, you must be following. Okay? That means you must be following the one who's taking you. Number two, it therefore means you must be submitted. Otherwise, if he says, let's turn left, you can't turn. Okay, it therefore means that we must have a teachable spirit and a heart that is receptive and ready to follow the instructions that the angel gives. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place, into the, uh, yeah, into the place which I'm still trying to find out for you. Which I'm trying to figure out what to do with you. Uh -uh. He says the place which is already prepared. The place is already prepared. The place is waiting for you. Are you listening to me? Can I say this to you? The place is not a physical place. It has never been a physical place. It's a spiritual place. It's a spiritual place. It's, it's, it's a place of maturity. In the things of God. You have come to the place. Where nothing in this world matters. The place in Christ. Remember we are in Christ. Okay. And we grow in Christ. 
prepared. Prepared for me. There is a place for you. And it's prepared. I said it's prepared. God is not trying to figure out what to do with you. No. He has already set out everything ready and waiting for you. You are the one now traveling. Through the instructions of God's word, you are now traveling. As you hear instructions, you're traveling into that place. Listen, you already... Um, let me put it this way. If you get into a tall building, when you're in that building and you're in first floor, you are in the building. But there is another person in the same building in the seventh floor. They are not the same. The one in ground floor is in the building. The one in second floor is in the building. But the one on the seventh floor is in the building. But then the seventh floor is not the end. There is another one who's on the last floor. Now in the kingdom of God, there is no last floor. Because Jesus is eternal. You cannot say you have arrived. To say you have arrived is to say, I have fully known who God is. Which is impossible. Okay? So you can be in first floor. Let's say in Christ as a building, you are in first floor. In first floor, you... you Though you are somewhere, I mean, the one who's in the basement is, isn't still in the building, but is in the basement. But the one who's on first floor is higher. Okay. Now, what causes you to ascend higher is revelation. The revelation of God's word. So, in Christ Jesus, there are people who are in high dimensions in the things of God and in the things of the spirit. They are commanding big money. They're exchanging big money. They are transacting and doing things in the spirit, which the guy in first floor cannot do. Now, the, listen, anybody can scale up to seventh floor. It's a choice you must make. You have to decide, do I remain in first floor or do I go to seventh floor? It's a choice you have to make. Here's the thing. When you're in first floor, you think now you can see. But then when you scale on the seventh floor, you see better. Everything else, you can see things that the guy on the first floor cannot see. Ha ha. Hallelujah. So the place we are talking about is not a house in, in uh, Kitangela. Because you're thinking maybe there's a place prepared for me where I'll get Jaguars and Rolls Royce and Ferraris waiting for me. Brother, this, this, we are not talking about physical things. Remember the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink. It's not about that. Now, these things are given to us. They are ours. As a matter of fact, they are ours. Amen. 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 The reason they are doing Mercedes is because of me. I said the reason they are making that excellent car is because of you. You are an ambassador. Have you seen ambassadors in tuk-tuks? No, talk to me. Talk to me. You are an ambassador. Okay. That means you are a legal representative of Jesus. For Jesus. Okay. It therefore means that God wants you to ride first class. But then because you are stuck in first floor. In your thinking. You can only ride in a tuk-tuk. Say amen. Haven't you seen old cars saying, hell shall die this far? Which far? He has not even begun. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's a place in God. I said there's a place in God. Where nothing in this world matters. Where you dish out cars. You give out cars. People are fighting for cars. You give them out. There's a place in Christ. Where nothing in this world matters. It's a place of maturity. Is a place of maturity. So there's a place prepared for you already. Glory, 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 glory. So what are we doing? Every meeting, every conference, we are journeying. We are journeying. The purpose of every meeting is God wants to take you from where you are in your thinking. And grow you to another higher place. When you arrive there, you discover there is another place. When you arrive there, you discover there is another higher place. Until you leave the body and you are now in heaven. And still, 
There is more to know. More to hear. Oh God. Ain't that amazing? People are fasting for cars and jobs. and uh, There's something more. I said there is something more. Praise God. There is something more. There's something more. There's a place prepared for you. In that place. In that place your wife is there. In that place your husband is there. If you don't journey there, you listen. In that place, you see, this is a path already planned out. God knows you by name before he created you in your mother's womb. He planned out your life. He knows the beginning from the end. Now, through the word of God, you are beginning to walk in that path. As you obey, you are inching closer and closer. As you obey, he gives you a wife and children. You continue. Things, things, things. But these things should not divert you from where you're going. Some people marry the wrong person because they deviated from the path. What does the Bible say in um, Proverbs 21 verse 16? It says, the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. The man that wanders off the path, that goes off the path, it says, that man, it says, the, it, let me put it, Proverbs 21 says that the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain, shall settle, shall dwell in the assembly of failures. So we have God's people who are failures, not because God wants them to fail. He said, I'll never fail you. But then because they have wandered off the way, every man has a will. He can decide what to do. You see, for example, we're here today. Tomorrow you can decide not to come. Nobody can push you. It's your life. You want to grow? You come. You don't want to grow? Or maybe you want to grow, but certain things will take your time. You will attend to other matters that you think are more important than this. Because you have no understanding. Which one is more important? The word that puts you on the way and grows you or other matters, 2,000 shillings that you're going to get for that evening. Which one is more important? People will go for money. You know why? They lack understanding. The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. So there is the way and the Holy Spirit keeps you on the way to take you to a place that Jesus has prepared for you. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Some of us are bold that way. We know there's a place we are going. Are you listening to me? We know we are, go we are traveling somewhere. And I know that I'm traveling because I'm meditating. And I'm doing what God's word says. Therefore, I know that my Movement is steady towards the place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can I take you further? The Amplified Version, Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 10. Let's read. Read for yourself, one to go. For we are gods. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That we may do what? Sorry, those? Those? So it's just good works. So there's no terrible work. It's good works. It's good business. Ah, he, we are the work of his hands. His own handiwork. Recreated in Christ Jesus. To do what? Good works. Okay. Continue. Go back to verse 10. Let's read one to go. Which God, which God, uh-huh, planned beforehand. I said your life has already been planned out by God. Ain't that amazing that we don't, we, he has planned out our lives, what will happen, where we'll go, who we'll meet, how it will go, already planned out. Okay. Okay. Planned when? Beforehand. For who? Uh-huh, let's continue. Taking parts which he prepared ahead of time. 
ahead of time. There are paths prepared for you to take ahead of time. For you to take. For you to walk in. Already prepared for you. Hallelujah. Already prepared for you. Hallelujah. That you should take. When a man decides to marry a woman who's not born again. He has decided to take a different path. Not this one. I don't know if you understand. When you do something contrary to what the Bible says. You consciously choose to fail. Because this is the only path that God has ordained for you. And the guidelines are given to us from this book. Mm -hmm. Plan the beforehand for us taking parts which he prepared ahead of time. Uh -huh. That we should walk in them. Tell anybody you should walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. There is a path. There is a course of life. Alright. That we should walk in them. Now finish the statement. One to go. Leaving. The good life which he prearranged. Somebody should be shouting. It's a good life. Jesus brought us life. He says it's a good life. Already planned for some of us to leave, all of us to leave. But not all of us will live in that good life. Because some people don't know how to take instructions from the word. Therefore, they remain in the congregation of the... So you can, you can say this way. Every child of God is a success. Okay? And every child of God that fails, he has decided to fail because of ignorance. Not because God has made him a failure. I'm a success. You're a success. I said you're a success. I said you're a success. Amen? You're a success. When demons show up, you succeed. I said when demons show up, you succeed. When witches show up, you succeed. You know how to succeed. You take authority. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, that's beautiful, right? Let me give you an example. Let's go to Genesis 11. Verse 24. Let us read. And Nahor lived 920 years. You know how people try to live so long by jogging every day? Trying to prolong their lives. Eating vegetables and dates. <laughs> Unless the Lord builds the house. <laughs> then after you finish, you eat a whole chicken by yourself. Then you say, God have mercy. 24. Let's read one to go and now all lived. 920 years and begat Terah. Verse 25. 119 years and begat sons and daughters. Verse 26. And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and. Okay. Verse 27. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Aaron begot Lot. So Lot was uh, Abraham's nephew. I wonder if he was calling him. What up, nephew? <laughs> it's a terrible nephew. 